Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Studio analyst for the Big Ten Network, it's Nicole Albach, maker the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show, big interview on 92.9 FM ESPN. Hey, Nicole, it's Gary. Are you draped in an American flag right now? Do you have soccer fever? Uh, I definitely have some sort of soccer fever. I, I did not go head to toe in American flag apparel, but might have to do that for Saturday morning. Can I just say it is so stressful not having an actual countdown clock for for the stoppage time? I mean, just being like, yeah, it's like nine minutes and one person in the world knows exactly <laughs> how many seconds. That is an incredibly stressful period of time. It is. And then, like, um, it's also stressful in the sense that my understanding is they keep it by the second now. So it, it, the clock hits 45 and you're like, all right, is it four extra minutes, five extra minutes? And then they go, nine more minutes. You're like, my God, that's a lot of extra minutes. Well, and nine feels like a lot. Again, very casual soccer fan here, but before this World Cup, I had never seen that before. Yeah, I don't know if that's normal or not normal. It just felt in the moment today um, excessive, and uh, it made for a a pretty stressful final nine nine minutes. But it ended well. United States won, Iran zero. USA is going to play Netherlands on Saturday uh, in the round of, of 16. I'll talk to other people about that. I want to talk to you about football. You had a column posted today uh, with a big question heading into tonight's updated college football playoff rankings. Who is number five? I know you believe, like most believe, the top four is going to be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC at five. It appears we're picking between Ohio State and Alabama. Which way should it go? Which way do you think it'll go? Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious, and, um, you know, for, for everyone who, you know, rightfully so, criticizes it as, you know, it's just a made-for-TV TV show on Tuesday nights. This is one where we'll actually learn something because they're going to have to play their cards on this because we're talking about teams that are not playing in conference championship games this weekend. So the order of, you know, what do you make of Ohio State's resume versus Alabama's resume, maybe Tennessee's resume, like, it's done. It's complete. Those resumes are finished. So, I think it'll be Ohio State. We still have never seen a two-loss team make the college football playoff, and I just feel like it would have to be a conference champion for that to actually happen. Um, You know, Alabama's best wins have been devalued as the season has gone on. I mean, it's important to note. You could say, yeah, these teams were ranked when you played them. Everyone understands the context of those games. But on Selection Sunday, they're going to be able to say, like, hey, this team has you know, three top 25 wins, or this team has X amount of top 25 wins, that's off the top 25 that they are putting out on Sunday. So some of those teams that Alabama beat 
that we thought were impressive have fallen off quite a bit. It's very possible tonight when they put out the rankings that they only have one top 25 win, and it's the Texas win. So I think you go with Ohio State because they only have one loss, and yes, it's a blowout. Yes, it was recent. It's very fresh in everyone's mind. But it was to a team that is a surefire top four team in the college football playoff. Plus, you have the win over Penn State, which will probably be a top 10 win, and the Notre Dame win is a top 25. Those are marquee wins. Alabama does not have marquee wins and has more losses. So that's where I think we'll see. I think we'll see Ohio State at number five. But I'm sure the committee is thinking, like a lot of fans, you know, just TCU and USC win out. I mean, this would be very cut and dry if that happens and it's just a clear top four. Dan Wetzel at Yahoo Sports made the argument in a column earlier this week that not necessarily he believes the committee subscribes to this, but if they wanted to be logically sound, they would subscribe to the idea that Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC are the top four right now, and they should be the top four no matter what happens this weekend. Otherwise, you are possibly punishing one of them for playing an extra game. What's your position on that? Yeah, I think that's a fair argument to make, and it kind of brings me back to the first year of the playoff when Ohio State jumped the TCU-Baylor situation, right? And the, and the argument at that point, we got a you know a phrase that we have used and added to the vernacular, which was the 13th data point, because Ohio State did play in that cha- conference championship game. There have been years where we've seen Georgia last year, Notre Dame a couple years ago, I've seen two teams lose that conference championship game and still get into the college football playoff. But it's basically that exact question. It's like, are you penalizing them for the fact that they qualified and made this game when everyone else is sitting at home and not, not risking it, not risking another loss? Or, you know, basically, do you look at that as only a positive? And I think that's a fair argument to have, and it's a question that you can definitely ask. And, again, with this year and, and the flaws that we've seen, the drop-off after four right now, um, you know, I think you could absolutely make that case. And this is kind of the same thing. Like, other people have been saying that, you know, TCU should be locked in, win or lose. I don't know that they are because the way the committee has talked about TCU has felt different than the way that they've talked about some of these other teams, the way they've harped on, you know, their, 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 the imbalance between the offense and the defense. I mean, obviously, USC's is worse. Their defense is worse than TCU's. Um, but they, we don't hear about that or needing comebacks in the same way as TCU. So I would like to think that, that if they wanted to be logically sound and be consistent across the board, that they should. But I do worry that someone would get penalized for this extra opportunity to lose that other teams behind them don't. And especially when you're talking about some of these teams that are going to be bunched up right there on the outside looking in, two loss, three loss teams. You know, it's just, it's like of all years that that should be the case, this would be the one where that argument should carry water. Um, and so we'll see. Again, I, I just, I feel like tonight's rankings heading into conference championship weekend where so many of these Power Five championship games don't really have that much at stake. Like, this should be the committee showing their cards right now. We should have a really good idea. Like, we should not be surprised on Sunday after what we see tonight. Talking to Nicole Auerbach, a senior writer for the Athletic Big Ten Network studio analyst. One last thing on this. Uh, it appears Tennessee would be on the outside looking in literally no matter what happens. But does the Hinden Hooker injury, like, just close the door on everything? That is something the committee would take into account, that your starting quarterback is no longer available, correct? Yes, 
player availability is absolutely something that that comes into account. I, I think that you could you could say um, you know you you could point to the way Tennessee looked at playing Vanderbilt and say you know like we can still you know play at this level without him, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's certainly better, you know, there's any good situation where you have your starting quarterback who's having a phenomenal season get injured. But, you know, they do have a little bit of data to show what they look like with a different quarterback, um, which helps a little bit. The Tennessee situation is a very interesting one, and I know some Vols fans got mad at me for doing the same thing that some of these other polls and rankings have done, which is continue to have Alabama above Tennessee and in some of these rankings like a sizable gap. And honestly, it's a, it's, a, it's a valid question of, like, why is that happening? I mean, you have a head-to-head result. You have a lot of common opponents. That stuff should be taken into account. But I do think the injury caused a lot of us to really kind of peel back on, on Tennessee and also the way that they lost to a team that is not in college football playoff consideration. But, you know, certainly in terms of who is ranked above each other for Alabama and Tennessee, that is going to matter for the Sugar Bowl um, and so I'm very interested to see where the committee is stacking those two teams up. Because, again, we should see tonight what they're thinking because neither of these teams are going to play next week. So you should know the pecking order and, and who's going to what bowls and, and where in the New York Six. You should have a fairly good sense of it because we feel like we have certain teams locked into the playoff. But um, I, I do think, you know, if you're a Tennessee fan or if you're a selection committee and you want to put Tennessee above Alabama – you can absolutely justify it because the head-to-head result and the fact that you can say, hey, look at look how productive and prolific this offense can be without him and Hooker. Yeah, it was a bad loss, but we are going to actually decide that the results on the field and the head-to-head actually mattered. Talking to Nicole Arbach, senior writer from The Athletic, a Big Ten studio analyst. She's on Twitter at Nicole Arbach. Let's turn our attention to the coaching carousel. Auburn formally introduced Hugh Freeze as its new football coach this morning. Lots of reactions to Auburn going down this road. Broadly speaking, how do you feel about Hugh Freeze and all of his baggage getting a second chance in the SEC? Well, one thing that's frustrated me about that exact question and and those who have framed it or or answered it in an incomplete way, that's what's bothered me. The people who have bothered to address the fact that there is baggage have ignored the direct messages with Chelsea Andrews about Ian McCaw, who was the athletic director at Baylor during the scandal there, and his, his athletic director at Liberty. And she, you know, had, had sued Liberty for mishandling her sexual assault case. And you should not be interjecting in there and trying to defend Ian McCaw, right? That was something I wish that he had gotten asked directly about in the press conference today. And that is something that it seems like a lot of um, – Journalists and, and pundits have been have been glossing over, and so to me, um, I, I just wish if we were really going to be talking about second chances and what Auburn decided to do, that that piece was part of it. Because I think people are really just kind of harping on, you know, the scandal and you know recruiting and cheating and different things. And first of all, there was a lot of lying involved around that, all of that too. Um, and then, you know, obviously issues with his marriage and some of that personal stuff that, you know, is salacious and, and people are going to focus on. But I just feel like the, the story regarding Chelsea Andrews is recent. That was this summer and it's being glossed over. It's not been addressed. And that to me is a really alarming thing. I mean, it's not to me, you know, okay, you know, cheating and now NIL is legal. So, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about that. It's about, you know, the behavior around, you know, victims of sexual assault and, and how, you know, what is appropriate behavior, you know, with, with sliding into someone's DMs about that and interjecting. Um, so I, 
I just, I, I, that's what's been really bothering me because I think people have just kind of painted all of it as a broad brush about second chances. Um, and the idea that, like, quote, everyone has a past. I mean, not everyone has the past that Hugh Freeze does. I mean, it was still, you know, you say high risk, but high reward higher for Auburn, but they should have to answer to that. And I thought it was pretty ridiculous that John Cohen, the athletic director at Auburn, didn't answer questions about this hire. I mean, it's not like it's a surprise to anyone that it was controversial or that other people would not have done it because no one has hired, no one at the Power Five level has hired Hugh Freeze since Ole Miss. So, like, to me, that's part of, I understand that these, you know, press conferences to introduce new coaches are celebratory affairs and people are inviting donors and it's, it's, more than just a literal press conference where reporters ask questions. Um, but there are still a lot that I think need to be answered. And, you know, you can't just put a line in a press conference and said that, you know, we vetted, we did our due diligence, so we're all good and we can all just, like, turn a page on these things. Um, I, I just wish people would be a little bit more honest about, you know, what exactly the, the past includes. And, again, the Chelsea Andrews DMs, I feel like, are, are not being included in that story. I thought Hugh was... Um, generally pretty good today answering questions. But when he went into everybody has a past, and if everybody's past was documented like mine, I think a lot of people would be uncomfortable. Like, whether that's true or not, I just feel like that's not something he should have said. Like, if you're going to own your transgressions, which is what he's supposedly doing, then you don't try to dismiss them as, you know, hey, everybody's got stuff in their closet if you go looking. I I, I felt like that was a real... um, he missed on that one. Yeah, and, and again, like, not everyone has those right. things in their past, right? Like, I mean, you know, I'm sure everyone's got stuff that makes you cringe or makes you feel uncomfortable, but there's varying levels of, of the types of behavior, you know, that people, you know, work through and ask for forgiveness and all of these different things. So, you know, again, I, I think some of that stuff has really bothered me in the reaction to, to all of this. And, again, it just – it, it's it's tough, and, and I'm sure you think about this, too, sometimes. Obviously, like, we cover college sports. It's something that we really deeply care about, and, and we are part of the ecosystem. Um, but when there are certain hires or, or fires and buyouts or different things that are just so clear that it's just like, well, we think this person's going to win, and we're just going to ignore any potential issues anyone might have with anything related to anything. It becomes a little tough. Like it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. And um, you know, it's just, it's a tough day when you're like, okay, here are all these things that you know I care about, or I would ask about, or I would think you know could be disqualifying pieces of someone's past. And then people get hired. And so again, I'm, I mean, I'm not to say that someone never, that people never deserve a second chance. I just wish that these issues had been asked about and answered publicly. Um, to, to explain why Auburn hired him and why they felt comfortable doing that. I'm wrapping up here with Nicole Auerbach, senior writer from The Athletic, Big Ten Network studio analyst. Last thing before I let you go, how real of a thing is Deion Sanders maybe becoming Colorado's head coach? You know, it's an interesting uh, question. I've been getting it a lot in the last couple of days, you know, just what to make of it because from a fit standpoint, from a Dion standpoint, like, does that make sense? And, you know, if, if, if that's the best opportunity you're going to have, you're obviously going to consider it and think about it. Um, but, you know, Dion can coach. I mean, we've clearly learned that in, in what he's done at Jackson State. And so I sort of also just wonder, like, do you, do you kind of wait until there are certain opportunities in the southeast where you just know he could just hit it out of the park and be kind of in his wheelhouse 
But from Colorado's standpoint, I also understand why they'd be interested in this. I mean, when was the last time anyone was excited about Colorado football? And, you know, just to immediately interject that energy. And, again, he's turned things around Jackson State from a football, actual football standpoint. It's worked well, too. Um, so it, this is a weird one because, you know, you don't often in, in our business get in this world where, like, an offer is extended and it's confirmed by the coach that it's just kind of hanging out there, right? And, like, you know, usually we're used to, like, okay, nope, we actually only technically offer the job to one coach. and We got our top candidate, right? Like, this, this part doesn't usually play out. Um, so I'm interested to see what that means and if, if it means it's less likely to happen or it's more likely to happen because it's playing out publicly or not. But, um, but you know, it's just it's an interesting case because I think the spectacle of Deion Sanders has definitely been replaced with the fact that, like, he can coach and he can build a program. And now the question is, okay, so, like, obviously we know, you know, you can tie him to FSU. You know, he tried to get Arkansas and was interested in that. It's still a huge jump to go from HBCU to Power 5. So, okay, is Colorado – Colorado's clearly the best job or at least, you know, the Power 5 job that's interested in him – do you jump at the first one? Do you wait? Do you, you know, how, how, does, how do you handle it if you're Deion Sanders? I think that's what's going to be very interesting here over the next few days. And one other thing that I'll just mention quickly is there, there's not that many Power 5 jobs open left because the portal's about to open, you know, less than a week from now. And so that's also kick-started the, the, the carousel and also some of the deadlines. We've been seeing people fill jobs and, and make final decisions quicker because of that. So I think that's going to play in, too, about, you know, okay, you can have the offer out, but you're going to need an answer at some point here soon. That is Nicole Arbach, a Big Ten Network studio analyst, senior writer for The Athletic. If you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, you should be. Some of the best sports writing in this world is happening at theathletic.com. I'm a subscriber. Uh, you should subscribe as well. You can follow Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Auerbach. Terrific stuff as always, buddy. I appreciate your time. Hope to see you soon. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. 
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.